Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office with the Sports Biz Camp Series, episode number six with Brian Kreider, co-founder of Right Hand. And we're going to dive into Brian's uh, you know, path into sports. And he's been on the property side, the agency side. Really excited to talk to him about um, his experience in Daytona Beach and now in Indianapolis. So Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So the first question we like to ask is when you go back to high school, what, what were you thinking you wanted to be? Uh, so I grew up in northern Indiana and uh, a lot of my friends who had their careers path uh, planned out, doctors, lawyers, and I was one of that didn't really know what I was uh, planning on doing. I knew I wanted to go to college, but that didn't know what I wanted to be. But uh, I always knew I wanted to do something in sports and with business. I just I love the the idea of sports and business, and uh, and I also love the idea of psychology. So finding marketing was the perfect kind of fit for me. Okay, so you you know you get to college, you're you doing internships like I. Did, did you get to your senior year and someone's like, hey, you, you know, you probably should find a job? <laughs> well, uh, I had an extended stay in college, uh, several starts and stops. Um, so I was a non-traditional straight through student, which I think kind of taught me a lot of things. It really made me appreciate college when you're not going and you're kind of trying to figure it out. And so when I went back to finish, I was you know a lot more focused. And so yeah, I, I um, and sports management wasn't as I didn't get a sports management degree. I got a marketing degree, so a lot of people um, when I was leaving um, IU um, with a degree in marketing, they were going straight into sales, and so I didn't really want to do that. So I really started to look all over the place. But um, and then I found an in, two internships: one uh, selling tickets um, for uh, major events, which was a, executive sports management. Um, wasn't a good experience for me, was not what I wanted to do, which is always good to kind of know what you don't want to do. Yeah. And then um, the second was I uh, responded to a post that was uh, for racing um, in Indianapolis, and so I had no clue what that meant, but walked in there um, really to practice interviewing, and walked in, and it was the coolest thing that I'd ever seen. Um, you know, just the race shop in general is like so... Um, meticulous and so clean and so and it was I was curious you know I'm a, a guy that loves technology and so it, seeing stuff that you didn't know was really fascinating to me yeah but I think the selling point for me was the team aspect you know working for a team um, playing high school sports and being around team environment was something I didn't have after I played and so just seeing you know guys work together um, come together and build a car um, was just fascinating to me and so um, yeah, I got that internship. That internship t- uh, turned into me working there for three years. So that was a great stepping stone for me to kind of start my career. Wow. So yeah, a practice interview into an internship into three years of working. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. And one would think, well, I'll just go practice my interviewing and I'll go get a job in sports. But it's, it's not that easy, right? No, it, it's not. And, um, you know, I, 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 I got into a place where um, I... I, I think part of it was outside of my comfort zone. So when I say practice, yes, there was doing the actual side of um, the interview, but I think part of it was just showing up and not having expectations and being curious. And so I that's kind of what I meant. It's kind of by practicing too of just exploring. And I think mm-hmm. so many times 
um, young, you know, I, young professionals and young and students, they think they want to work in their favorite sport, and that's a path that many choose, and they do very well. Sure. But looking out, like for me, getting into something I had no clue, I could really absorb it all in, and I I didn't really care about the results on the track um, outside of our team, but it was more about learning the business, and that's what was really fascinating for me. So I think sometimes um, you only look at the sports that you know for opportunities, and you know I would recommend you know students and young professionals to actually go someplace else um, because you just learn and you can learn it and absorb it from a different different lens. Yeah, I mean obviously there's some value to having some knowledge of how the sports yeah. works, right? Yeah. But like at the same time, uh, you don't have any preconceived notions. You don't have any you know favorite teams, fans, players, like whatever it might be. Um, to where when you walk into something and you're in more or less a fight or flight mode of like you gotta you gotta learn ASAP right yeah. like you have to kind of catch up to speed because people around you all of a sudden you are you know not that you're ever the smartest person in the room but like you're definitely not the smartest person in the room <laughs> yeah. right yeah and I mean I think we all deal with imposter syndrome right and so getting into a new sport you you really feel with that you know and you really feel like you know someone's gonna throw me a curveball and I'm not going to know what what to say and do and you know one of my first jobs in the racing team believe it or not was giving tours so you you ask a kid who doesn't know anything about race cars <laughs> to get to, to give tours to people um, but I looked make at it as, up along the way right <laughs> yeah but what I did and this was a great way for me to kind of improvise um, so I learned a few key things to, to kind of say on every tour um, but then every week I would meet with an engineer um, and learn something, right? And so then I could take that to the track. And so oh, that's cool. um, looking at the car as a whole is very overwhelming. So what I would do is just talk and ask for one tip. And so they would give me one tip and explain it. The other thing that I did was I turned from trying to be the person who knew it all to really be the MC. So when I came and brought my tour down, I would bring the tire guy in and introduce him to the group. And so then I didn't have to know everything. And right. I, so I was less about the knowledge and more about the, the manager of the tour. And so once I kind of switched that, it took a lot of pressure off. And to be honest, I still don't know what makes cars go fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you tried to be the expert, you probably, you know, there'd be a lot of, a lot of things that you, you know, ultimately just don't know because yeah. you can't, you've got expertise. People have certain expertises and skills that, like they just have for a reason, but then they don't have yours and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so when you think about, you know, what that taught you and, and then going down to Daytona Beach and, and uh, bringing it to the property side, like what, what was that experience like? Well, again, it was, uh, feel very much of an imposter because, you know, that was NASCAR country. Um, and it, it was really when NASCAR was just hitting its stride into some, some new heights for the series. And so, you know, I did. I didn't have an understanding of the history of the sport and and what um, you know Talladega meant to a race fan. So again, I was I felt very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, with with ISC at the time, you know, we had thirteen racetracks, and so we were spanning the the country with with uh, race fans. And so understanding, but then I kind of instead of trying to make it about. Um, the history and all of that, I, I, I kind of played upon my, my, my marketing background and looked at them as consumers and fans are consumers and really helping to understand what drives consumers, 
Um, why do they? Why was NASCAR their favorite sport? Why were they going to four to six races a year? Why were they using all their vacation time? Um, and then thinking about it from a business to business standpoint, working with sponsors and why are they activating? So I really took the what I knew and applied it to a different situation as opposed to trying to learn and soak everything new in. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's where I've, I've always tried to, instead of getting overwhelmed by the things I don't know, is just trying to apply the things I do know to mm-hmm. a different situation. And so, yeah, that was a great time for, for NASCAR. And, and uh, as a group, you know, several of the people that I worked down there, I'm still really close friends with, have gone on to do great things. Um, probably been on a podcast or two or, sure. um, and so they um, really shaped me as I would say as a real professional um, you know with a corporate background it was something I had never had and so I was still part of a team a very good team but we were in a corporate um, situation mm-hmm. so again just learning how that learning how to go into sponsors corporate offices and you know conduct meetings and all of that stuff really really taught me I would say to you know, raise my game from a professional standpoint and, yeah. and all the little things that you need to understand how the business side works on the corporate side. Well, there's different cultures, right? And then you've got, you mentioned 13 different tracks across the country. So you've got different different locations with different types of fans that are consuming for different reasons, right? So it's, it's not a simple yeah. uh, problem or not a simple problem. Um, you know, solution that you're trying to find. Yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of our jobs were to go out to the individual tracks. And, um, you know, again, I was, I didn't have uh, a, the name, I didn't have the look of a NASCAR executive coming right. in. And so, um, you know, I had to earn that trust and working with different tracks from, you know, Darlington, which is a very traditional southern track that has steeped in history and actually a great place to watch a race. Um, and understand how their business worked relative to California Speedway and mm-hmm. dealing with the Southern California market. And so um, just being able to build relationships, I think, is always important, make connections, um, but really just, you know, be authentic with people. And so, you know, even though I didn't look the part, didn't have the name and the history, I felt like to just connect with the track um, presidents and the marketing mm-hmm. staff, which was my key area, um, you know, it just had to break it down to dealing with people, right? And that's something that I've always um, really tried to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to I want to hit on one point that we talked a little bit about earlier, and that um, you know, you you asked the the tire guy and the you know the engine guy, right, that to all come and be the expert and, and kind of help you, and and you met with each person to learn something new, right? Mm-hmm. So same goes for the business side, and now you've got your own business. So how is that process for you? You know, it's not an overnight thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're constantly learning. You're you're meeting with someone new every week, whatever it might be. How's that process helped you with now uh, running a business on your own? Yeah, I was very fortunate when I moved back to Indy um, in 2010, and and I worked for a JMI, which is now CSM, a great organization, and learned a lot. Um, left there in 2014, and and I started. Um, I don't know if it was by design or chance, but. Um, I met a lot of entrepreneurs, like people who are truly starting up. And so it had nothing to do with sports. But I think just learning the um, not so much the the spreadsheets um, and all of those business aspects, but really dealing with starting a company. Mm-hmm. And so the stress and the strain that can go on there and, and then, you know, how do you scale? How do you get bigger? And so really kind of understanding how to build a business um, was really something that was, again, 
you know, you always try to self-teach and you, you go to podcasts and you go to websites and you take classes or whatever, but really just sitting down with people and understanding their struggles. And then um, learning that not everyone, even though where they're at now is not, they've never, they haven't always been successful. And right. I think just learning the, the humility that people shared with me to say like, yeah, you're going to struggle. You're going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning and wonder what you're doing um, has really helped to build our, our business and um, having a great business partner to share in that has been helpful too. <laughs> Cause, yeah. uh, Cause when he's up, I feel like I'm down and vice versa and having that support has been very important. Um, but then we also understand um, how for us to grow, we, we, we pull in a lot of experts, you know, and so we, we don't have a huge background in digital marketing, right? So we find people that can help us with that or, or be a part of our staff. And so I think just it's more, it's more about managing and understanding where your strengths are and playing to, towards them and then helping people or using people to come and help you with those other things. Yeah. Um, just because it's so hard to be an expert in everything right. and you're going to get yourself into, you know, you slow yourself down by, by trying to do that. It's, it's the vulnerability as a business, right? Like if you can be vulnerable, you can ultimately hopefully be successful yeah. uh, as opposed to kind of turning, turning <clears throat> your head to, to one side. And, 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 you know, growing up, so to speak with my professional career in the rate in the racing, but in, in, I would say sports, it's a very competitive nature, right? Like, you don't want to let your competitors know what you're doing, just in general. Um, I found that in an entrepreneur um, ecosystem, mm-hmm. especially in Indianapolis, was so sharing. Like, they wanted to help people. And, um, you know, just like the, what they were interested in what you were doing. They wanted to offer suggestions. They wanted to offer you support. And so, you know, by being vulnerable, more people were attracted to help versus trying to be in my corner and say I know what I'm doing and I got it all figured out so um, that was a big switch because the agency world is not about collaboration between other agencies right. and there's very You're all territory. fighting for business <laughs> yeah I mean. and, and you know even when you, you think about from 13 different tracks you know we had allocations and certain tracks got certain amounts of allocations right. so there was a little bit of competitiveness there so it was just something that was a major switch and then once I made that switch I felt like more people were willing to help yeah so let's talk a little bit about, you know, it's fascinating. You, you kind of didn't have that straight through path in college, right? Yeah. So, um, and growing up, not necessarily knowing that sports was going to be that thing. And, and now you're not in, not in theory in yeah. sports, but you're kind of still all connected one way or another. Um, and you take those lessons that you did learn from your experience in sports into entrepreneurialism, et cetera. Um, the mission of sports biz camps and kind of why you got involved and I mean what what for you what is that yeah I think you know most people get to their point in their career where they you know realize that they they have a lot to share and to learn and 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 it's about giving back and either from you know your your friends kids now are now going to college and you want to help them or your your neighbor's kids or you know your your family members um so I've always, for the last four years, have really had that intentional of how can I help generations behind me get 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 a start, and and quite frankly, how do I help them avoid some of the mistakes I had, or at least have some insights onto the mistakes I had, so that they can make a decision, um, a, a more well informed decision. Um, sports biz camp allows me to do this kind of at scale, right? Um, not only helping potentially uh, you know a hundred students. Um, in Indianapolis, but then a thousand nationwide is something that's really appealing to me. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's easy for people to create a list of things that 
someone uh, needs to do. But I think it's uh, really um, impactful for me to actually help show and and be along with them as they're trying to learn, mm-hmm. you know, networking. Because I, I think that the word networking can mean so much. Right. And for someone who doesn't understand the context of that, just telling people to go out and network doesn't really, doesn't do, really do anything. Yeah. And then um, I co-teach a class at IEPY, and, and, and it's a senior level class. And so I had students in there. Um, and seeing, like, kind of their early struggles, um, what I thought... I was missing was if I couldn't help them until their senior year in college, I felt like I was showing up a little too late mm-hmm. um, because there's so many things that you have to be prepared before your senior year. Right. So that's why sports biz um, camps really helps me because now I can get in and start talking to high school students and before they start making some of these um, choices. And honestly, that's what I wish I would have had. You know, yeah. Someone like he's the, how we kind of started off was what I wanted to be in high school. If, if I would have known that you could have worked for the Pacers or the Colts, um, I just didn't know. I mean, I yeah. thought that there was something, but you know, just like even you talk to, to high school students now, it's coaches, it's trainers, it's you know players. Right. Um, they don't see all the other people on the sidelines or yeah. in the stadium, and so that's what why another I'm really passionate about um, helping students earlier in their um, help them figure that out. No, it's awesome. Really excited for your camp in, in the summer uh, in Indianapolis. I know it'll be a great one, so yeah. looking forward to it. Yes. All right, awesome. Thanks, thanks for Thanks for having me. You got